Welcome to the Last Mixtape Podcast. I'm Sarah, here with Steve, Hello. as always. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I think, I think the last time I saw you, I was before I went to see Idols play oh, in yeah. Vicar Street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good show. Amazing, actually. Um, one of the things I kind of took away from it uh, was, it was firstly, it was sold out. It was like mm. really uncomfortably sold out. It was quite, it was quite packed. <laughs> but... Um, they're an interesting band to see live because it's this strange mix of um, quite aggressive music and like people, I suppose, moshing for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And then like the quite positive aspect of what is said in between or even the lyrics and stuff like that. Like, so like there's one bit where, you know, this guy and he, even though they're from Bristol, has an incredibly cockney accent, that kind of <laughs> thing. And he's kind of saying, you oh, know, I am um, a socialist are like there's one bit where he's like I you know we we are you know idols and we love immigrants mm. you know which is this thing which is you know it's, it's this kind of juxtaposition between the kind of what your perception of that kind of sound and that kind of you know moshing and that kind of voice would say and then it isn't the actual thing do you know what mm. I mean? it's actually something quite positive yeah I think honestly that's kind of what really got me into the idols yeah yeah and that was a very very big thing that got me into listening to idols was that fact that they were kind of mm. joining up this like punk sound with mm. like a really positive message yeah yeah but to me mm. that is what punk is today yeah because it's a little it's not that it's i feel like it's a little bit like controversial to be like to be like a socialist mm. and positive about immigrants yeah to certain people mm, um and like it's it's a it's an, a fantastic message to spread mm. and i think you kind of need to be you need to be fairly brave to do that, I think, maybe yeah. in the music industry, because I feel like, yeah. I don't know, everything's so commercialized in the music industry that it's hard to spread that kind of positive message without being shut down yeah. or not signed onto labels. Yeah. So um, to me, I feel like that's what real punk today is. Mm. So not emulating the old school mm yelling into a microphone fuck everyone mm. i think it's actually spreading a message of positive positivity mm. and love and inclusion yeah through that kind of abrasive sound yeah um which i think is amazing and that's why i love idols so much it's a rather interesting it is it's a rather yeah. interesting kind of twist on it yeah because like even during it like he shouted out like i am or he say we i suppose he says i i suppose i am a feminist and mm. um which is a great thing to hear i like a guy shout out at a, at a gig that you yeah know, yeah <laughs> quite you know quite like i stood in the side like you know and i'm not normally too bad with people moshing i don't really care uh if people do it but i was even like all right this is this is kicking off i'm gonna go over to the <laughs> side i even remember like yeah. like seeing jerry fish doing the same thing he's kind of on the same side as yeah. me like okay okay fucking hell yeah. but like people were having a good time and that's fine and mm -hmm. once everybody like i think that's the thing with moshing and at gigs like that is like if you know that's what you're going into, I think people are like, okay, you guys do that over there. Yeah. We're going to be over here. But, um, like, and I have to admit, like, a lot of people going in moshing were kids. I saw them. And like, <laughs> it's just like, all right, you're much younger. They were a little bit excited. Yeah, yeah. They're to, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it would be, like, and yeah. stuff. But um, it, it, they're a fun band. Like, I remember, like, I'd never seen them um, before live and only been really exposed to music through you. So it was cool to see them and, and like, like, the guitar player coming out in his underwear. <laughs> just cause yeah. there's no real explanation for that but he just did like and there seemed to be like a, a playfulness as well behind the um yeah 
quite aggressive stuff and he, the front man's quite captivating in that way he, he's mm. very kind of you know talking about mental health obviously he's had his own struggles with mental health so he, he brought that mm. up and like you know i think a positive thing from something that on the outside if you had you know if you didn't hear him talk or you weren't listening to the lyrics you'd probably think this is awful yeah yeah Do you know what I mean? <laughs> actually yeah i had it i had it playing one day i was um doing my cleaning and i had it on the speakers and yeah. uh, my partner walks in and is like what the hell are you listening to yeah yeah and i was like no but just listen you'll like it if you just listen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in fairness i think it was a very very like a hardcore song that you couldn't really hear what he was saying mm. i can't remember which one it was but mm. it was like a very very um, uh, very uh, difficult one to di- digest mm. if you're just like listening from the outside. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, they're they're very like that. They're fairly. Uh, I love them. I think mm. they're really great. Um, little bit wary about men proclaiming their feminists. Yeah. Because I've sure. had some terrible experiences with guys claiming they're feminists and okay. being the exact opposite. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Quite a few actually. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of wary of guys saying that. Yeah. Um. Not. Th- but he seems like a really really great yeah. guy with the like message he's been trying to spread yeah. it's just that i think uh, in college there was many guys <laughs> kind of being really weird about the whole feminist thing Same so i'm kind of wary yeah. about men being like i'm a feminist yeah yeah <laughs> anyway plenty of them around workmen's um so yeah, yeah. the guys who weren't who said they were the, the guys who yeah. say they're feminists oh, okay. but they're they're they actually don't really give a shit yeah anyway yeah um yeah, the, uh, no concept of understanding what respecting women is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's moving on from there. Before I no, no, totally. <laughs> before I say too, before I say too much. To say. But yeah, male feminists really wary of them, and I know, I know a few, and mm. they're just not great people. Mm. Uh, they really aren't great people. Um, when you know them, anyway, they they mm. also they're also philosophers and poets and the rest. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I have a problem with that. But um, that's just from personal experience. Anyway, yeah, idols live. Yeah, no, it was really cool. And I mean, like, yeah, like you're saying, like, I suppose it, he he does seem quite genuine in, in the lyrics and stuff like that, even the stuff like about loving immigrants, which, which is interesting, you know, having a, a band that are British coming over to Ireland and at the moment, obviously with Brexit and stuff like that, you know, it's very timely for, you know, and it's and it's good as well to be like, you know, one of the things they said, oh, thank you for making us feel welcome and feel at home here. And they do have like a really big following here in Ireland, which is great to see a band like that have, because like, I mean, they sold out Button Factory a couple of months later sell out uh, Vicar Street and they're on the way probably to selling out uh, uh, Ivy Gardens only a couple of months again like I mean they're going to play Ireland probably three or four times because they played with the National out in Donnybrook Mm -hmm. so maybe three or four times in the space of a year playing to pretty big crowds that are into that that's the other thing as well is it's like you know it's weird because you know you're like you know like this band maybe 10 years ago making this noise uh, as good as they are and I really enjoyed it I don't think they would have sold out Vicar Street you know what I mean mm. it's it's this mm. it's this interesting thing and let me bring this to you because I was talking to um, I'm not going to name drop but I was talking to somebody recently about it and we're talking about the new uh, Just Mustard single they brought out a new single called Frank I'm a big fan of Just Mustard mm. uh, one of the things I can say now kind of behind baseball about the Choice Prize my favourite aspect about them being nominated for, for the Choice Prize was that they didn't care <laughs> you know because I, I kind of like that yeah. they're of that ilk of the like my bloody Valentine kind of I know people hate the shoegaze not, uh, label, but like the shoegaze thing of like not really caring about the media or what they think. And they brought out this new single, and it's great. It's really clear where the album itself was a bit kind of noisy. This is more clear kind of thing. But anyway, we're just talking about them and what people think. And 
kind of the resurgence of guitar music or like is it a resurgence or was it just always there and you know what yeah. I mean and I kind of have the feeling as well like it's it's kind of always been there but for some reason we're pretending it wasn't a little bit you know to <laughs> for the narrative maybe like um like idols have been kicking around a while you know there's been some really great bands over the years girl band obviously a couple of years ago um hopefully coming back you know it's weird to say that like indie is back but Probably to the mainstream, it does appear that way, doesn't it? To the mainstream, yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There was a certain brand of indie, I think, maybe yeah. in like a couple of years ago, mm. that was very like boy with the ukulele. Mm. That that was yeah. like that was a big that was a big thing. Yeah, I'm glad we're past that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like yeah, no, not no. but that was that kind of those kind of guitars were. I guess mm. a thing or like yeah. Mumford and Sons were a thing mm. God <laughs> mm. and yeah like like <laughs> not good mm. um, any, so yeah I think there was like a different brand of indie yeah. around to the mainstream yeah. whereas I think these bands have been around always but I think now they're just kind of up and kind of becoming a little bit more mainstream emerging yeah. kind of like out of the kind of out of the ether really it's yeah. interesting because you see like um kids now like again I, like where I work is in a college with music like so you see them starting to engage with some of the older bands that are around and kind of be yeah. excited to see them come to town like you know the Pixies or, or Echo home. and the Money Man well, Echo and the Bunny Echo Man and the Money yeah. Man are coming aren't they or were they here I can't they remember they were here are they I'm not sure I think it no I think it is something that is about to happen if I'm in not the summer I think. yeah I, they're definitely playing Electric Picnic they're yeah. definitely playing on that. So yeah, even yeah, Echo and the Bunny Man. That's a really good point. Like people are into that because that's such a big sound. Yeah, uh, coming from like from them and like Ian McCulloch's voice is so good. Um, they kind of have they they're a band that just keep kind of washing back in, aren't mm. they? Because like remember when Donnie Darko was uh, so yeah. big <laughs> and th that kind of came out of yeah. it. And um, that's interesting because you know what I was watching. Um, a performance of Weezer and um, uh, Tears for Fears playing <laughs> Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Oh yeah, Weezer's weird cover album. Yeah, which is just like pub covers because they don't do a lot with the songs they're covering. It's just no. really straight down the middle. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, it's it just reminds me of like how much I like Everybody Wants to Rule the World. What a great vocal mm. performance that is on that song. Tears mm. for Fears, you know. Um, I love I love Tears for Fears. I, yeah. I think I've always have, and they're always on my regular playlist. Yeah. I'm not very excited. I haven't been very exciting recently. I think all I've been really listening to is like alternative eighties. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, I mean that's like, but that's kind of coming back to what we were saying. That's kind of that's almost the in thing now. Is is to is that type of music is kind of coming back or has existed or whatever. It's a, it's part of a thing that I've always kind of felt about Ireland in the sense of that because we're so small. Like any scene, any scene is kind of trend based because, mm. you know, you follow the trend, you follow the trend and you pretend that the other thing is no longer cool or, you know, it doesn't exist. You know, we all yeah. like electronic music now and this is what we will listen to and everybody buys the shell suits and have at it. And you know <laughs> what I mean? And whereas I think, and you know, America are slightly bigger populations, maybe England, but England obviously smaller than America. If you are uh, like a touring rock band, you probably don't feel that trend affecting as much because there's more people to play to and there's more people into that type of music. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Whereas Ireland, that's probably not the case. Like, I remember there was a band who came to town recently and I just kind of followed them up after that, just out of interest. I went to their gig just out of interest. They were called Thunder Pussy and they were just like this Texan band playing kind of hard rock, right? Mm. Down the middle, you know, meat and potatoes, hard rock, right? <laughs> and... Um, 
the front woman, she was great, like, but had this almost, because she's Texan, Dolly Parton type of voice, <laughs> but to this kind of like hard rock thing. And it was, it was lovely. Like, and they were all, um, they were all kind of like, I remember at one point her and her guitarist, they were like saying, oh, how great it was to be in Ireland because this is where Tin Lizzy came from. Mm. And I, that really struck me because, you know, I was like, oh yeah, to them, you know what I mean? Like, this is, that, that is something. That is, you know what I mean? Tin Lizzy are from Ireland and, you know, they listen to Tin Lizzy on, on the radio over in America and like, that's yeah. really cool. You know what I mean? And like, I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know what I mean? For mm. them, that's, this is this big thing because that's the type of music they're into. So I thought there's not that long a tale for stuff like that in Ireland. Obviously there is a scene that make that type of music, but not, not to the same audiences they probably get in Texas. Yeah. And those guys yeah. played South by Southwest. So they're, they're quite successful. Mm. Unfortunately, there was only about 30 people in, in the academy to see them. Yeah. So, you know. We're not, yeah, we're not that great no for like diverse like in bringing in a crowd draw like different like diverse bands mm. drawing in crowds I don't think that really is a yeah a thing S- some genres are kind of bulletproof I think hip hop yeah. they got their own scene if you gotta look ah, at ah yes like, see, but like hip hop gigs are usually very fun I find mm. I, I genuinely find them a lot more fun than like a punk kind of yeah. moshy pit yeah. gig because I just think you can really really kind of dance to it and mm. like bop along to it in a really nice way and usually I enjoy hip hop gigs a lot more yeah. and I think maybe that's just like the general consensus is they're a lot more boppier yeah something um, to dance to yeah yeah and I think that's why they probably draw in bigger crowds mm. but that's my experience mm. with going to like punk gigs or rock gigs mm. versus like hip hop gigs mm. um, they just yeah it's interesting to see, like, like you were at um, Other Voices, and yeah. that was kind of one of the things you took away from it, because, like, Tebby Rex yeah. and JLL um, were the kind of the big ones you took away from that. Yeah, yeah. Those acts wouldn't necessarily have played Other Voices 10 years ago. No, probably um, not. I don't... They probably wouldn't have really drawn in as big of a crowd 10 years ago. It's good to see where we are now. I think Tebby Rex, who you're quite a fan of, like, yeah. they're, they're, one, they're one of those bands, they haven't released much yet, but when they do, it'll probably kind of blow up in a kind of a kojak way yeah yeah that's that's what i feel um but no honestly yeah i think it's really good to see that it's really good to see like diversity in irish music Mm. because i feel like for a long time there wasn't that much Mm. and so it's kind of it's really really nice to see that kind of music come out of ireland too yeah and you were saying Um, like down at other voices like people were singing along to some of the toby rex tracks yeah trash and stuff like that yeah so they knew it you know what i mean they did they did that's, Um, that's cool I know they're very they were they engaged with the audience mm. very very well mm. and it was just a very successful show. Yeah. Whereas I thought some of the more standard mm. indie yeah boy with a guitar girl with a guitar mm. was kind of boring. Mm. Um it's Didn't like we've seen it. it we've seen it so many times yeah. and sure you're really talented and you can sing yeah. and play but you're not interesting mm. and I think yeah, I don't want to be too harsh. Either. Yeah, but you know, it just it wasn't that interesting anymore. Whereas I think mm. other voices ten years ago, all those people kind of drew in a crowd and yeah. But um, it's kind of exciting to see, as you've said, just mustard mm. like mm. pop up yeah. and like Tebby Rex and JLOL and all these kind of yeah different, different genres. <laughs> I have high hopes for Just Mustard. I like them. I think. Um, I like their sound and I like the way they play. Like, I like the singer is quite kind of, it is that, like, I know they probably hate being, this, they're going to get this forever, the My Bloody Valentine thing, because Irish, and yeah. they're Irish and what have you. Uh, but, like, it for me, it's less that, the more the kind of the textural, the voice is quite sweet, 
the guitars are quite loud, that kind of texture yeah. of it. Even though in on the new tra track, Frank, she's a lot more ominous and a lot more hypnotic. Mm -hmm. But that was something I was listening to this week that I really enjoyed. Um, other things I caught kind of in the music news is obviously Coachella is big in, in America right now. It's happening yeah. at the moment. It's one of the big festivals that happens over the year. Obviously, it's full of... What does somebody describe it as recently? It's like a, a holiday or... Or something. It's it, like it's not. It's not really a music festival so much as it is a something a thing. Like yeah. a, like a. I know that they have like really fancy camping tents. Yeah. Like really fancy. Famous people walk through the through it in in like and they get their photo taken. And they're like, oh, what's the fashion for festival season now? Because yeah, of what these people yeah, are wearing. It's weird again. I hate it. It's kind of strange. But um, Childish Gambino was uh one of the headliners at it. I saw. I kind of caught a bit of his, his performance online, which was really cool performance kind of really like what he does um he kind of says what do you say this isn't a, you know if you're here to listen to you know tracks you like go home this is church <laughs> and yeah he kind of he was he, he, great performance and he kind of talked about some real things about like people who died recently belonging to him his father had died some rappers had died and this kind of like two thirty thousand people at a festival who were there to have a good time or whatever and he said mm -hmm. uh what did he say there's a good chance at least one of you won't see next week and and then <gasps> it's, and it's like making the most of the time and it was obviously coming from a very good place you know what i mean yeah, but at the same yeah. time it's like whoa you know he's he's really gone far but I think he's easily, to me, one of the most interesting artists at the moment. Mm. Donald Glover, in yeah. all realms. Um, like they I, released Guava Island at mm. Coachella. Yeah, which yeah. Which is the Donald Glover, Rihanna film. And a good to good reviews, I hear. Yeah. So we started watching it on oh. Friday. Oh, wow, is it? Okay. <laughs> I, I did like a big spring clean on Friday. It was very intense. I was cleaning oh. all day. And then my friends were coming over. So I was yeah. making dinner for them. Yeah. Everything was made from scratch because yeah. this what we do um anyway by the time we put the movie on i was so exhausted the first 10 minutes in i fell asleep on the couch oh okay so i was i was asleep for the whole thing it's actually not very long it's about 50 minutes or so oh so okay. it's like pretty it's a pretty good um yeah. pretty good to watch you know if uh it's not like too intense yeah. time wise um but it started off really good is, that's all i can okay. say it started off really nicely what it what is it is it a comedy or mm, drama? I, I think it's like, it's very artsy. Okay. okay. I think it's more of like an art. Well, at least the impression I've gotten from it was that it's like mm. an art film. And mm. then Donald Glover or Charles Gambino, mm. whichever. I, I usually call him Donald Glover just because I've known him from comedy and mm. TV yeah. before I knew that mm. he was involved in music. And so sometimes I, I kind of switch between the two. Yeah. But um. No, I think he does like this whole performance of This Is America within the film in the oh. opening. Oh, it's, wow. it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any more of that kind of music yeah. thing throughout the film itself, but mm. it's it is very focused on music. Mm. Um it's visually stunning. The first ten minutes were visually stunning. Mm. Yeah. Um I'm just so like I was so, so exhausted that there was no way that anything would have kept, kept me awake. <laughs> so it's not that it was like boring or anything. Yeah. I was just so tired. But the first 10 minutes, or 15, I don't know how far I got into mm. it, were very, very good, visually really stunning, mm. and it seemed very interesting. Yeah. But I think it's definitely worth watching. Um, it's, it's an Amazon it's an Amazon special yeah. thing. You, the way you have like a Netflix special, this is like an Amazon special. Yeah. But I think you can just torrent it from somewhere. I, I must didn't check say that. that out. That's illegal. Uh, no, yeah, don't torrent. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. He's uh, 
he's in, like you're saying I remember him from being in um, Community as uh, yeah. Troy and like fresh faced very funny kind of guy and now like you know he's won awards for Atlanta I still have to watch that I haven't watched it yet um, obviously I'm such a big fan of his music you know because the internet was so good Awaken My Love is so good you know mm. um, I just like what he does musically and I, I like what he does when he speaks you know that bit uh, even though he says that thing about like when he's gonna die um, <laughs> it was very real and it came from a very nice place and I think he's just such an interesting artist right now that um, he's, his transformation it's interesting when you watch artists transform from like fresh faced blah blah like you see with like yeah. David Bowie when he was like this kind of comedic songwriter trying to be kind of like that and then he becomes um, you know the pre Ziggy and then Ziggy and all of that kind of stuff mm. so I kind of liked it Coachella yeah I mean I it's something I'd love to go to and see same way I'd love to go see South by Southwest and yeah. things like that American festivals obviously have the advantage that they're in America and the weather is right um, <laughs> yeah they, they always uh, have that true. over us um, yeah. Burning Man is the one I wouldn't want to go to it no, seems no 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 no, no okay so that's what I thought but actually a really really good friend of mine yeah. went when she was over in America yeah. and she said that everyone should experience it at least once because she said that she wouldn't know what she would call it yeah she said it was completely surreal it felt like you were on a different planet yeah um it's a weird mix of everyone yeah and she was basically saying that it's like a bunch of all these people who have a lot of money would like donate a shit ton of money yeah. towards this thing to set up all these amazing events and vans and trucks she said it wasn't necessarily like a festival where you have a stage set up yeah she was saying like like a like a van type of thing would roll up and there'd yeah. be a performance somewhere and yeah. you wouldn't know where it was until that evening and you just kind of go and it's yeah. in the middle of a desert and it's crazy. That's the thing. It's but in she, the middle of a desert. Yeah. yeah. But she was saying that it's everyone should experience it at least once because it's bizarre because it's you can't yeah. describe it. You can't put a word to it to describe what it exactly yeah. is. Um, so it sounded interesting. Yeah. Because she was saying it's she, it's not a music festival, but also people come to do loads of trading and stuff mm. there. And also it's families and young people and old people and everyone. Wow. And she was saying there's a lot of kids there and loads of families with kids coming. So it's like a very strange environment. She said it was like being on a different planet altogether. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because like I've seen so, some stuff about like just being in that desert. I think it's Pretty like... Pretty sure Coachella is also in the middle of a desert. So is it? Uh, you're saying you don't want to go to Coachella, but that's also desert. Is that in the desert? I'm pretty sure it's a desert. See, yeah. I have no... Like, I must admit, I have no... When it comes to American geography, I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I really don't. I know Phoenix is a really hot place. <laughs> things I know about American geography. So yeah, yeah, I didn't know Coachella was in. I think I just Coachella is like pretty much like desert land as well. Then did you say it? Probably a lot of them are actually just in desert, really, because like it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah, won't rain. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to go to Coachella because it looks kind of cool, and you see like quirky people. Burning Man, maybe so. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, no, no, Burning Man sounds like a intense. not a pretentious thing as well. Where yeah. Coachella is a little bit like pretentious. Yeah. I think there's a lot of be there to be seen yeah yeah which is true yeah that's probably another aspect of it yeah. um i think for a lot of celebrities definitely yeah, yeah. it's weird we don't have like that i suppose glastonbury is probably the, the the kind of european equivalent to that people go to see do Maybe. people go to be seen at glastonbury i don't know <laughs> that's another thing i'd love to experience glastonbury but like yeah. the tickets for that just go crazy early and yeah. then it's like is it something crazy like a half a million people go to like 
It's insane. Wow. Jesus. How many people go. But that's Coachella anyway. Um, in other stuff, big album was released this month for Irish music. Uh, Dog Roll by Fontaines. It just cracked the top 10 in England. It had crap cracked the top five in Ireland is highly successful one of the most talked about Irish debuts probably in the last maybe five or six years um, I reviewed on last mixtape I gave it nine out of ten I really enjoyed the music um, Big is one of my favorite songs yeah. I really like how aggressive it is uh, Boys from a Better Land um, television screens great great songs it's been touted in some parts as the best Irish debut album of all time that's highly debatable in my opinion oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah I liked it I don't know if I liked it that much I mean there's a lot of competition for that um from a lot of areas and a lot of generations um but the Fontaines Doggerel, I'll say one of the things as well, I really love the cover art. I see it around town. Um, I'm not sure if Molly Keane did the photography for it. It's this horse thing, but if if so, it's great. She also did the video. Um, real aggressive punk, post-punk, Marky Smith almost vocals all over it. Very indicative of the, you know, trying to sell the Dublin experience of very specifically almost the Liberties kind of area from which the band originate in a certain way. And <laughs> it's a really, it's a great album. I will say that 100%. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I gave it a 9 out of 10. So it's very much up in there in the shake of the best album of the year. It's in and around that. There's some tough competition. I really like Maria Somerville's debut album that came out this year as well. Uh, a lot of fanfare, a lot of hype. What is your feeling on it, Sarah? Yeah. Um, it was a good album. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. didn't think it was that unique. To yep. be given that much mm. praise. Uh, yep. This is a nice... Okay, so now... I really liked these guys when I first heard them. Mm. And then they started, in my eyes, becoming more and more problematic. Okay. Um, I'm not a social justice warrior. Mm. I don't... I'm, I mean, I am, sort of. And not that that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. And you should question these things. And for... I kind of really liked them when I heard them first and I think Too Real was like the first song I heard and mm. I really liked it and I mm. thought they were great. Mm. They reminded me of a load of things and that's why I like them. Yeah. They reminded me quite a lot of Whipping Boy mm -hmm. um, and they were Marky Smith vocals mm -hmm. and they were like just this rough and raw mm. punk music. Mm. Nothing too new. Yeah. But I liked it because I liked that sound. Yeah. Different <laughs> from what's happening at the moment, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it, different maybe from what's happening at the moment but not like different on yeah. like a music history no. scale I think yeah. these things have been done before Idols are currently doing it too yes yeah. the, I feel like Idols are probably their huge influence and mm. Idols have been around for a lot longer than these yeah. guys have um, um, girl band as well before them who they cite quite often yeah. yeah. Um. But no. When I first heard them, I I actually quite liked them. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of started finding out a load of things. How you know, putting on a working class accent. Mm. Kind of had a problem with that. Yeah. A little bit. Absolutely. Um. And then there was just like a load of like other little things. For example, their interviews. Their interviews. Yeah. So I mean, let's. Okay, so the album, again, I, I quite liked. You quite liked it as well, to a point, is it? You, you, Dude, I liked it to a point yeah. where I there were certain things about that it wasn't genuine. Is it... Before we get into the interviews, like, would you recommend the album? Yeah, I recommend mm. to people to listen to it. I think is, it's still, like, interesting. It's still fine. But yeah. I think just keeping in mind that it's a little bit problematic in yeah. areas... Is yeah. a good thing to keep in mind. So what we're kind of talking about is they have done quite a few interviews. Um, at recently, there was one in which they spoke about 
the lineage of Irish music in quite a strange way that did make people on Twitter kind of question I believe, yeah. uh, what was said. So do you want to take that up, what was said and kind of like... Uh, yeah, I yeah. was just kind of scrolling through Twitter because I get all my yeah. news from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of came across this um, tweet and um, it was like a screenshot yeah. from the um, from one of the interviews that they had done mm. and someone had commented on it. This is um, the noisy one, I believe, or Vice, one of the, which I think are the same company. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think w- the person who took the screenshot of the interview, mm. um, I think what the piece said, uh, that certain piece said, mm. was that um, Fontaine's DC cited Girl Band as mm-hmm. crucial influence. Yeah. And how um, they quoted mm. is what they had said, mm. was before that, the only way to sound Irish was to be fucking diddly diddly I. Mm. And... The quote, the person who tweeted this mm. tweeted it with the line, the distilled ignorance of this. Yeah. Which I completely and entirely agree with. I thought yeah. it was a very, very ignorant thing to say. Yeah. Um, it's quite tone deaf, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, like what's, what's your biggest problem with it? Like, so your feeling is that that's not true. I feel that that's not true. Yeah. And that I feel if you're ma- going to be making... Okay, so when I was reading this, I was like, oh, is the reference to the fact that a lot of Irish musicians mm. kind of put on a bit of an American accent? Mm. I mean, you two sound very American absolutely. now, I think. Absolutely, yeah. that with his voice, absolutely. Yeah, and there have been loads of other bands who've sounded a bit British. Mm. And I think, thinking about, like, Irish really cool punk yeah. bands, I think Virgin Prunes, people say that they're awful. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they they are, mm. they're not great. But I yeah. thought that they were really, like, unique and cool. Yeah. And they were, they were kind of following what was going on at, the, uh, on at that time. Mm. But, um... They they were they sounded very British. They yeah. were very like British um, post punk, mm. and he was definitely putting on an accent. So mm. I don't know if this was to do with like accents and sounding Irish, mm. but also I don't know cranberries, Sinead O'Connor, yeah. um, Whipping Boy, yeah. who I have compared these guys to, yeah. who sound completely Irish mm. without being classist mm. and without being diddly diddly I or mm. whatever. Mm. And I'm just kind of like guys, there's. So many Irish mm. musicians who sound Irish mm. and don't sound diddly diddly I mm. or whatever. But mm. then also that comment of being fucking Irish and diddly diddly I. Mm. And then the chicken fillet roll. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The article goes on how, mm. you know, they really like girl band because they've introduced elements of Dublin and mm. how they sang about chicken fillet rolls mm. and weren't being overtly political mm. and I have I had a problem with every single statement that was said in that yeah. and I was like so you're trying not to be this um, a stereotype of Ireland mm. but you are being a stereotype of Ireland with through the fucking roll. chicken fillet mm. rolls yeah it's like you're trying the, to make the world not see us in a certain light but you, you yeah. still are though I don't think if you asked a lot of Irish people what they identified as you know <laughs> an, a, symbol, a symbol of Ireland today I don't think anyone would, would say chicken fillet roll no. I think that's a, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. And it's kind of like as well, you know, I don't think... It's weird because you know what? Thing about, I remember Girl Band coming up and being like, yes, this is really fucking cool. I still think they're one of the best Irish bands like that of the last couple of decades, certainly. And I never in my head... Because I always felt that the, what they were singing about and the music they were making was more indicative of a generational thing rather than a national thing. Mm. I felt that like, you know you know, pears for lunch and all that stuff, lawman, you know, 
that kind of line, you know, he always says every sentence with, you know, I'm not a racist, but, mm. you know, stuff like that. That's, that could be any country to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, a lot of those lyrics seem to be built from an anxiety of a generation that's cross-national. You know, it, you yeah. could be from England, you could be from Ireland, you could feel that kind of weight of like, I, you know, anxiety. Yeah. So I don't really know if, 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 you know, I, I, I kind of trying to, for me, it was kind of trying to break down, like, what do you mean? Is it, other countries' perception of Irish music is diddly eye, and that in order to sound Irish, you have to be diddly eye to other ni- countries. And yeah. that kind of to me sounds weird because, like, it, straight away, my, my brain went to like Sinead O'Connor, and I was at the Sharon Van Etten gig, an American doing a cover of an Irish artist in which it name checks Smithfield Boys, um, Black Boys, and Mopeds. I love that song. That's a Lovely. Very Irish song, yeah, because it's talk about um, uh, social issues within Ireland. But yeah, but yes, it's very political. Talks about social issues about Ireland in mm. a very specific time. Mm. But also today, you can interpret it in a completely new way. Yeah, and it's I think it's it's like universally like mm. it it applies to the U.S. Yeah. today yeah. as much as it did to Ireland mm. at that time, mm. and I. They did make a comment about not wanting to be overtly political and specific because it dates the music. But then they follow on with loads of statements where there's like, we want to sing about all these very specific Dublin things. And Mm. I'm like, well, that's going to date your music even more. And then I, my brain went directly to Sinead O'Connor and the stuff that she would have been singing about. Mm. And um, even you too, I feel like a lot of the songs are still relevant Mm. today and they are overtly political. And Mm. I think it's important to be overtly political in today's political climate. Absolutely. Where everyone's a fucking shithead. So I really don't understand some of their statements yeah. and where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, it seems kind of like, like like the Bono thing and just as a thing, like for every cool coming up Irish indie band, I get it. Can we just take it as written that you don't like Bono? Yeah. Like, do you have to say it in every interview in order to get yourself credi- credibility? I get that you it. hate Bono. Yeah. It's like, that's not it's, new, that's not fresh. Yeah. It's I would love fish to in a barrel. Kind yeah. of Again, you know, there's an Irish band that made it on a huge scale um, internationally and you know, put Ireland in certain ways, put the perception of Irish music in a certain way, you know, mm. for for the world. Now, obviously, people will say, hey, hold on, Tin Lizzy did that maybe 10 years beforehand. Absolutely. Fill in it, uh, a black Irish man making hard rock music that was American, definitely, you know, mm. 100%, you know, Dancing in the Moonlight, Boys Are Back in Town, whatever you want to think. I obviously have said on podcasts before, I'm not a major fan of it, but I can't accept how much it changed a perception and how important Phil in it was to the lineage of Irish music. Mm. How important Bono is to the lineage of Sinead O'Connor. All these people are important. And like you say, you can't discard those people and what they did in order to make yourself look cool. Cool. <laughs> and I don't think Girl Band would have done either. Now, maybe they might be like, we don't like you two, or maybe they don't like Tinnies themselves, or maybe they don't like Sinead O'Connor. I don't know. But they probably have Irish bands, maybe the Virgin Prunes, maybe, uh, you know, Blades, maybe like bands like that that they listen to and, you know, that they were into. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe um, uh, the Undertones, you know, Teenage Kicks. You know, we were, we, earlier we were talking before the start, we were talking about the Troubles. You know, the, mm-hmm. there's a great doc, uh, biopic about Good Vibrations, you know, yeah. the making of that record and how important, you know, Undertones was and pop music was to the time of the Troubles. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, it's, it's... It's it's odd. It's odd. And it seems to be born out of lads who are quite young. Yeah. I don't want to be condescending, but quite young and maybe haven't grasped 
when and what to say and that when you say something in an interview, you're going to get quoted. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, yes, you should know better. Yeah. But also, they are young. Also, they're, they're, they're guys. They really don't really have to mind what they say all that much, do they? Like, no. I feel that they, they, there's also an element of that. Yeah. I think wrapping it up, though, as well, like, again, like, that's, that's one aspect of it. But I did really like the album. Um, it's going to be in a lot of end-of-year lists for a lot of people. It's gotten great reviews from the NME in England. Um, you know, it's gotten some great reviews across the water as well. So, I mean, it's done really well. It is a really great Irish album. I really enjoyed it. It is a band who have had a lot of hype and have to most, as much as you can live up to that side of the hype, have, you know, yeah. without actually achieving it because nobody can. Um, is it the greatest Irish album debut of all time? That's a huge debate for another time. I That's don't a think no, but... Yeah. Um that's that's my time. I don't know what I think would be the no. greatest Irish debut of all time. I did I go through Dan uh, Hegarty's um, list, and there were some interesting ones there. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, Girl Bands one, U two uh, with Boy. Um, there's loads. You know what mm. I mean? No, I mean it's a good album. To say that it's the best Irish album, I think, is a little bit much. Yeah. Um, and now I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh yeah, anything good that ever comes out of Ireland, everyone just shits all over it. Yeah. That's false. Because moving on to When Young, I fucking love them. Yeah. I love her. She's so beautiful and talented mm. and smart, and I wish them all the luck because they're so good. And yeah. this is me being like, I don't shit on everything that's great <laughs> coming out of Ireland. No. And When Young have had some amazing amazing success so far as well yeah. um they've gotten they've had a lot of success uh, quite kind of bubbling under they made the jump to london and they're over there as a three-piece now their new single future is absolutely beautiful it's coming from the new album reasons to dream which is coming up that that's for me you know when we're looking towards the end of the year and the songs that i've heard from their when young's new album you know they're a big contender of what could be an album of the year for me yeah I, I think so just love them so much the new yeah. song is great it's um they've, they've moved away from the, uh, the kind of the janglier elements of their songs to a bigger kind of i don't think it's synthesizer the do 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 but it's it may be like a guitar with a lot of effects on it mm. but they're they're really great they're doing great stuff um on a side note i really love the singer's plant of the day yeah thing on Instagram I've been that enjoying she's been those, her little stories they're so yeah, good it's really cool it's just really like oh that's kind of a nice aspect of it and mm. um, and kind of like engaging the audience in like a really nice different way yeah I, I just I really like those totally I just enjoy them so much anti rock and roll you know anti everything you know like somebody like with a you know like what was it um bluebells or something like that you mm. know like behind her and singing a, you know a song it, it's really cool and it's in kind of endearing and i think that's the thing about them their music is quite um it's you know it hits all the things it needs to hit they're very clever like how they write songs yeah. there's a lot of hooks in there there's a lot of stuff that you would get and like uh, of all the irish bands at the moment getting kind of you know compared to the cranberries i suppose there's probably a lot more of it here obviously because they're both from limerick, limerick yeah um that connection and obviously limerick has a great music scene at the moment great and great stuff at the moment and art scene you know yeah but i things. think they've actually moved away from the cranberries <coughs> thing i think mm. they may have started with that and there was definitely someone who i would have associated them with but yeah. with their new tracks i think they're just kind of coming into their own quite a lot yeah and i think that's really really great to mm. see yeah um 
they're they're definitely they were your band the last year. You yeah, really they were. Them. Yeah. They are playing Dublin soon as part of the Eastbound Festival. I believe they're playing Whelan's. That's probably going to be a sellout. Yeah. Um, I've seen them live a couple of times. Once supporting Nick Cave in Kilmainham and the other time supporting Dreamwife in the uh, Working Club. And they're every bit as good as live, as they say, with the jumpsuits or the boiler suits or whatever. They, they were at Other Voices as well. They were doing the church oh, main sweet. stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And we had to just watch them through a TV because you didn't oh, get yeah. those tickets because it's all a lottery and you don't get in. The stream um, thing, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we were watching the stream in yeah. the pub and they were they were pretty great. Yeah. But I wish I had actually seen them like live. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. They're cool and they're doing great stuff and I think they're part of that kind of dream wife uh, shame uh, scene happening in London. They're very much connected to that and it's great to see an Irish band do that well. I'm yeah. not sure who's releasing the album or what record label it's coming out on. Um, I imagine they're going to be snapped up pretty quick. Probably. Um, I believe they were at South by Southwest. So they were, yeah. yeah. It's only a matter of time before America kind of gloms onto them because it sounds very college rock American, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that could be something mm. that they connect with. But the new single is fantastic. All the singles they've kind of released yeah. up to this point have been really good. Yeah. I've really dug them. Uh, you've really dug them as well. And just kind of a band that have kind of, in like in a contrast to Fontaine's, have kind of bubbled up with a nice amount of hype, but not a massive amount of hype mm, around yeah. them. But yeah, so When Young, that's a song I really liked um, from the last kind of week or so. Uh, Fontaine's, it's kind of a recommendation from both of us uh, in terms of Doggerel as an album. But it's, um, yeah, I really like the Maria Somerville album. So that that's, it. whether or not that becomes my favorite album of the year, it's probably, it's it's on one. An album I've really been enjoying is um, from Way Is Blood. Uh, it's a new album from her and it's really cool so I would recommend people check that out I've only recently gotten into it and I kind of posted about it on Instagram and then got a, a couple of messages from people saying the same that they're really into it almost kind of a, a kind of a carpenter sound to it so it's really cool um, we were talking before this you were listening to the new soundtrack to the film by Jordan Peele Us he's a guy who kind of gets soundtracks pretty much yes right, so. oh it was um, very very good yeah it was very very good um, it was pretty much all like very like a mix of like classic mm. well classic when I say classic I mean 90s yeah. um yeah. 90s uh, hip hop <laughs> oh I feel old go on I'm so sorry <laughs> classic hip hop classic dad um, rap dad rap it's not dad rap it's just like you, cool um yeah so we yeah. watched Us which I thought was an a brilliant movie yeah uh, best horror movie I've ever seen oh but I saw you you, you tweeted yeah, that out yeah. or something yeah I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's like the best horror movie I've ever ever wow. seen because honestly they kind of managed to keep the tension throughout like the whole mm. thing but also I think it's definitely like a contender for the best movie of the year yeah. not just best horror movie ever yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it honestly it was shot so well the music was fantastic even like their own score that they that they did for the opening mm-hmm. was so stunning mm. with the visuals that they had in the opening scene I was like wow this is amazing Yeah. Um. so their own score was Really, really well written. I didn't actually have a look. Who wrote their original scores? Mm. What I'm wondering. Um, Five on it is the one used in the trailer, and that's kind of what a lot of people connected with. That's yeah, Five on it is like old they, school. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a scene they played in the car, but then they take the they take the music from it, and then they create like different themes from mm. the music within it. That's like performed in like an orchestral way and stuff. So oh, the kind I of thought the it was stab, like the bump bump. Yeah. 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 So they do take it and deconstruct it and use it throughout the yeah. film yeah. And like for like various themes, yeah. which I thought was like really cool to do that. Absolutely. And then there's some other like classic hip hop hits from like the Fugees and yeah. um, 
NWA. <laughs> Fuck the police. It's weird, like, um, watching that. the trailer to it and the dad's in the front driving and he's like, um, they played, I got five on it. And the kid's like, dad, what's the, I got five on it mean? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, yeah. man, you know, I don't have kids or anything like that. But I'm probably at a similar age. I'm in my early 30s to the man in the car. So I could have a kid that age who would turn around to me and go like, you know, what does uh, I got five on it mean? And I'd be like, ah, don't you worry, five dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or something. So that's kind of, that was something I kind of connected with. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Jordan Peele, he's, he's, he's one of the kind of hot directors. I have not watched any of his Twilight Zones. Have you? No. Uh, uh, I've watched uh, Get Out. Yeah, it's a great movie. Get Out was great. Fantastic. Get Out was very, very good. Yeah. Um, very heavy on the social commentary. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. This one less so. Yeah. But the first one wasn't. I thought it was amazing. And yeah. I thought it was just so, so good. Yeah. But uh, Us was just so well done. Mm. It's actually amazing. Mm. Um, so honestly, go see it. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, the soundtrack was amazing. A load of uh, 90s hip hop mm. combined with like some new things by like Janelle Monet and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was great. And yeah, just hearing those old, like cool classic tracks is amazing yeah because i love that i'm really into like 90s hip-hop yeah i think it's great um so that was really fun i thought yeah anyway go see the movie yeah and then see what you think about it absolutely Um, i thought it was great and actually fuji's i've been getting into so much recently oh yeah yeah what a great album that was yeah what a great band yeah Yeah. yeah. uh ready or not here i come and stuff like that white life sean and obviously um lauren hill yeah prize michelle let's not forget um (laughs) yeah an amazing an amazing band um a real pity that it was just the one record but what a record they made kind of overshadowed probably because of lauren hill's miseducation of lauren hill people probably just go to that Rather oh. than go to the Fugees, which is yeah. both great albums. Yeah. But um, yeah, if ready or not, um, they did the the Roberta Flack cover. Um, uh, oh, uh, killing me softly. Killing me softly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great, great song. So yeah, I mean, Fugees. That's a that's a good call. People going back and yeah. check out that. Jordan Peele is a guy making great soundtracks to his films. Oh, you know, he's really soundtracked all his stuff really well. Mm-hmm. Um. Because Get Out had obviously Redbone and stuff like that yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, and also, I like you're right, uh, just good underscore as well, like the actual natural score. Yeah, yeah, really very, cool. very well done. Like, so well done that yeah. I've actually noticed it and was like, I need to look this up because mm. I really want to, like, yeah. see how it was done and who did it, which I didn't find out, which is, I'm yeah. going to yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, um, talk about it next yeah. time. But, uh, you know, it definitely caught my attention because yeah. it was just so well done. Do you know what um, happened to me actually last week or earlier this week was. I was watching the new episode of Game of Thrones oh, and I was just like, fucking hell, that, that theme is good. Oh, the, is it Reigns of Castamere? Oh, the actual theme. The actual theme. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. man, that's a fucking, that's so iconic now. It is. You know? Yeah. The guy who did that also did the one for Westworld. I don't oh. know, Westworld hasn't picked up as much as I thought it would. Yeah, people um, really loved it though. It's still yeah. going, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Um, although, um, there's one song in Game of Thrones, Reigns of Castamere. Yeah. Um, and they use it as a theme. Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. Yeah. To the point where, because I was rewatching it, I rewatched season one to seven. Oh really? I did. <laughs> I did. I'm Super, such cool. a huge fan. Yeah, I love it. Um, and you yeah, know, I rewatched season one to seven, mm. and you could just know, you just notice it everywhere, mm. especially if you're like watching it in that way. Mm. Um, you just notice it everywhere mm. and it's like yeah the one thing that we always notice is the horse sound the yeah. the fo- you know, all the uh foley sounds yeah absolutely. That, you know there's all oh, there's this one specific horse that they use for absolutely everything mm-hmm. and pretty much every single horse media. Yeah. yeah not just in game of thrones this is like across 
across oh, the board. It's like the villain scream of all horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one specific horse, and then there's Reigns of Castamere, mm. and it's just been kind of driving me a little bit insane to just hear it constantly. Yeah. But no, it's great. The Nationals cover of mm. that was stunning. Yeah, absolutely I, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, and he sang. There's a few other bands who've kind of been showing up in it, yeah, aren't there? Like yeah. some of the guys from I think Coldplay showed up in it. Some of the guys I wanna say from not Mogwai, Seeger Ross showed up in it. Mm. They were there, weren't they, during the that scene where uh, where the you know the red wedding oh okay we'll call it the red yeah, wedding because yeah. i don't know no if, one knows yeah. if anyone wants to like actually yeah. watch it's um, great i mean it's a feed of um because I'm, I'm in the middle of writing something at the moment and like i have a newfound respect for anybody who writes anything now and like <laughs> let yeah. alone like that's why i think people should leave that gentleman alone george martin like because it's like oh finish your book it's like do you know how long it takes to write like i'm surprised he, the amount of like those books are thick yeah. and all the kind of things he's done with like families knowing families and history he's done man yeah yeah it's intense alone. it's <laughs> intense <laughs> like, uh, like Jay or or Tolkien and making yeah. up languages and mm. yeah it's cr- it's crazy it's You'd intense go, yeah <laughs> but that uh, that was the thing that struck me when I was watching it because when I pressed play and I was uh, watching it I was like oh man that fucking theme that's money you know that's yeah. like John Williams kind of like instantly recognisable you know Jurassic Park, you know. Yeah, that, that he's thing. done some. Yeah, the Harry Potter one as well. Because I remember we mm. we rewatched Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, and I was like, let's rewatch it. Like, yeah. The score for that was fantastic mm. as well. Yeah, John Williams, like yeah, one of those he's guys. Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, Star Wars. He's just like, and like when people say Star Wars as well, it's like multiple themes in Star Wars are yeah. iconic. Yeah, they and are. That's just because that's how good he was. Yeah. And there's like, isn't there the story of him like writing the one for Jaws and like having to convince Steven Spielberg? Oh no, this is this is this is work because it's only like two notes, bump bump yeah. bump bump, like that. That's amazing. Yeah. But like, yeah, like guys like him who write scores like that, like it's crazy how <sighs> yeah iconic yeah. they can make that stuff. Insanely. But yeah, that's the soundtrack from us, uh, and that's pretty much us. Hey, see yeah. what I did there? That's pretty cool. How are we gonna? What song are we gonna use to end it? What was the song that you said that they use? Five on it. Let's end five it. on it. Yeah, I yeah. Got five on it. So thanks everyone for listening. I was Steve. That's Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Creep on in, on in, on in.